Y'all need to get on that fog guys, bro. What is that? It's just like this little ultimate knockout game, kind of like a game show type shit. Be tripping though. All right. Banana, banana, watermelon, cherry, peach. Banana, 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 banana. Oh shit. What it is, hopefully, is what it should be. Welcome to another episode of Fantasy Podcast. Today is August the 27th, one day until a real birthday. The boys are out. And as always, if you're listening to this, make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube, Apple Podcasts. Give us some reviews, give us some comments, give us some likes, comments. Dang, I said comments twice. Right, right. Go to um, FFN session. Oh man, we about to. This is gonna be a crazy episode. FFNSports.com yeah, um, to get the latest rankings. Well, not the latest rankings because people like Jabbar and Lowe's haven't updated theirs, you know. But they right. use them up to date. I did, but Fantasy Pros hasn't like shifted it over, bro. Like we're fuck good. that shit. We're good. I was doing that shit in class, bro. I was doing <laughs> in class. I was in class doing my rankings, bro. And yeah, it was I like awesome. the dedication, good brother. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, but yeah, man, y'all make sure y'all go over there, check out the rankings, and while you there, get the merch. We need to put some new merch on there. We got some fire ideas. Yeah, coming. we do, man. We already got the product, man. We just gotta put it on the website. I'll take um, big blame for that. I got y'all though. Be on the lookout for the um start of the NFL season that's coming, but like two weeks from today. Two weeks from today. Supposedly two weeks from today. Who's playing the first game? It's, it's, uh, it's Kansas City and somebody. Kansas City and City. Kansas City. That's all I need yeah. to hear. See what my Mahomes and uh, Hilaire time at. Uh, let me see. And Kelsey and Hill and some other guys. Anything else we missing before we get to the moment? No, sir. Let's get it. So, of course, we want to acknowledge all the fallen um, kings and queens that have been uh, slain by the police. And even those that's not been slain, it's sad that we got to talk about this again. But, uh, you know, we talked about it on the last episode and we'll talk about it here. Why they shoot that man seven times, man? Get, you know, not complying is not a reason to get shot seven times. I don't understand what they were doing with the whole situation. Like, you know, if you allow this man to to get to a car, then it opened up a whole other door. So, like, why not not let him get to the car and then you wouldn't have to result to any shot? It's just the, the training. Something has to go on. They need to be trained more often or something. And then it's just there already tension with the police and the black community at that point. So it's training. We got to focus on the tension between the police and the black community. But yeah, man, it's just sad and it's just just getting tired and frustrated. Well, been tired and frustrated. I was like, man, I agree with everything you said, man. Has to, to be some you, type of change, you have bro. To tell your black son and your black daughter this, like, you know, what I'm saying what to do when they get a, a, approached by the police, and that's just at the age of eight, bro. At the age of eight, <laughs> not not when they teenagers, but when my they my daughter's eight right now. I know. You got to let them know that early. You can't even wait till they teenagers. You can't even let them be kids. You're like, I'm sorry, but you got to grow up just to protect yourself. Mm. I mean, that sucks, bro. But, hey, man, we want to go ahead and give a moment of silence to them. 
Hey man, all right, there we go. Yeah, we got to get some something to bring the, the, the spirit back yeah. up every time. But I mean, it just sucks that we have to do it. I'll pop a little freestyle, you know what I'm saying? Go ahead. Now nah, let's. Yeah, you know. Oh yeah, go go for it, bro. <laughs> nah, it was a joke. Uh, okay, I'm not embarrassed. Not today. Right, I'm <laughs> down to hear some bars. <laughs> not gonna do it. So let's get a people <laughs> what they fantasy bars though. Let's get the people what they actually hear for the news. And, well. Well, they didn't hear for the episode, but this is how we started. With the news and the notes, the fantasy, the up-to-date fantasy news and notes. Last time we potted. Uh, coming in hot number one, Drew Brees predicts breakout season from Traquan Smith. How do y'all feel about that with the signing of uh, Emmanuel Sanders in the offseason? I mean, it's a it's a greater than 0% chance of that happening. You know, he's going into his third year. And, you know, that's usually the classic breakout year for the receiver. Um, I want to say last year he was pretty banged up throughout the year mm. um he had a good rookie year so i mean i wouldn't be surprised you know you always have those type of players that just come out of nowhere when everybody leaves them for dead and they just come out and have a breakout year out of nowhere so i mean I, i'm gonna have to witness it from somebody else's team though <laughs> <laughs> and traquan smith which one do you want if emmanuel sanders or traquan mm-hmm. um, emmanuel because yeah. he's done it already and you know he's He's gonna. I feel like he's gonna have more targets than him. So I feel like he's a good sleeper. Emmanuel. He is. He is definitely. He has sleeper written all over him, bro. We're we gonna talk about him in our, in this episode uh, coming up. Um, of course, this is a tight end episode. I don't know if I said that. But number two, uh, Devin Singletary is apparently having fumbling issues out there Uh-oh. in training camp. We saw the report that Zach Moss is looking um, good. Multiple reports. Oh uh, man. It's multiple reports that every rookie apparently is looking good. You got to um, keep that bread in the, in the bread basket. Got to. Got to. Um, oh, Singletary had the league's worst fumbling percentage as a rookie, so it's definitely not good that he hasn't improved going forward in his second year with, with competition in the backfield. So how do y'all feel about Devin Singletary this year? Uh, I mean, it's definitely looking ugly if you it. I mean, I know early in, what, February, March, she was going as early as third round, so it definitely hurt if he was drafting him in the third round in. But I, I still think it's going to be some some split time. He's still, I mean, he he was popping last year with not a lot of carries, so mm-hmm. you know he should still be at least a good flex play. Yeah, his value is falling day by day, bro. It seems like like it, it took a hit when they when they drafted Zach Moss, and he's mm-hmm. dropping the ball literally. He's fumbling Nobody the ball, like, and, the you know, on the other side, you got the other running back that they just drafted looking good. So he's still going to be involved, definitely. But if he keeps trending down this direction, right, he's going to be using that same type of complimentary role as last year, and Zach Moss is going to be the guy out there. Nobody right, look at talking about him, bro. I haven't even, like, like I know him. Terry? Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. I mean, last year, everybody was on him. Yeah, he was exactly. the hype, and mm-hmm. we, we sold him at the right time. Good brother. <laughs> <laughs> Then at number three, oh, if you haven't heard, this is probably we should, should be number one. A plot twist going on. Apparently, Adam Gase needed to go and get the services of Kalen Bellage because Le'Veon Bell just was not doing it. If I had my drops right now, I had to undertake a dong. So imagine that going off in your head. <laughs> Yo, the, at the, bell. the funniest thing about this is that they were literally about to release Kalen Bellage. <laughs> like, they said, wait, 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 don't drop him yet, bro. Hold on. Right. Gase was like, this is the time for me to gaze. Gaze, you know, I just do gaze things. Jesus <laughs> Christ. What's wrong with them? I don't. It's whatever, man. Glad glad I'm not 
a Jets fan. <laughs> I don't know. To, what to this point, I only knew one person who traded for Kalen Balage, and it didn't work out well for him. So I don't know, Gates, bro. This might be bad, man. You, this might cost you a job. I hope so. Some new shit. Do y'all know who that one person I'm talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Engineer. Bro, how, how do Moving you, on. <laughs> uh, just like us, we said on the running back episode, bro. Like, like he's still like there. Gates. All right, so you have Gates said that he didn't really want Bell last year. Like, so you already had that history. Nice and then they're bringing in all these other, you know, you're bringing in a 50-year-old Frank Gore. <laughs> and who I would, I, you know, might I add, he's like, did y'all hear that interview about? Like how you say he still looks like he did 12 years ago? So he's speaking highly of him, Frank Gore, you know what I mean? And this is the same guy that, you know, prevented Keon Drake from having a great year because he just kept giving King, um, Frank Gore the ball. And now you trade for Caleb Lodge, bro. Like, I don't know, bro. <laughs> it's a lot of depth back there, man. I don't know if it's all going to just – they're going to be riding the sideline, bro. <laughs> they're going to be all looking like, ooh, look at Bill. Look at Bill. Frank Gore going to get in and get some touches. Definitely, touchy. in case he's going to be like, wait, give him a breather. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I hope not, man. I, I understand Frank Gore going out there, but Belage, man. Yeah. I don't, I, don't it, think it's, I don't think it's a big deal. I know what it is. I know what it is. more of a deal than – I know what it is. He picked them up for special teams. Has to be. Maybe, man. It's definitely not. <laughs> I'm just talking shit out. Because this dude. It's not to play running back, huh? Not to play running back. It's to beat the gunner. Yeah, bro. Cam Lodge <laughs> is really bad. The Bears. Oh, wait. Twitter was in a frenzy um, hmm. about this news. Uh, yeah, they were. Four days ago. Um, <laughs> apparently, David Montgomery went down non-contact injury, and we all immediately thought it was something in the knee or he tore some one of those CLs, you know what I mean, something bad. But apparently it's just a groin injury, which is still, you know, kind of bad. Not as yucky, but it's still pretty yucky. And he's expected to miss two to four weeks. And we all know how nagging a groin injury could be. So how do y'all feel about David Montgomery going forward? I think Tyreek Cohen's stock goes through the roof right now. And I think you can get him for really cheap. And you probably already have got him for really cheap because people, a lot of people have drafted already. I, I wouldn't say through the Not roof. Through the like, roof I don't think Tariq Cohen is a guy that – He locks in. I think he now is an every week RB2 for sure. I mean, I feel like – I mean, I feel like he was already – will be flirting with that RB2, RB3 range. I feel like more of a – I mean, if, if Montgomery come back – I feel like Cohen more thrived off receptions. And now they're trying to put, you know, Miller more in the game. I'm just I'm just kind of worried where Cohen, you know, touches are going to come. That's why I feel like he didn't get many touches last year because I was trying to see where the wide receiver Miller can do. And he's been – he did well down the stretch, so. Yeah, he might get, get like, a couple more carries a game, but I just don't see him, you know, his carries going up. I feel like they would bring in a veteran back or, you know, do – you know, trade for somebody if David Montgomery is expected to be out, you know, more long-term. But as far as Montgomery goes, I mean, he was going around, what, the fourth, fifth round in drafts? Like, that's yeah. off the table now like i don't even care don't if he's expected to play week one like i'm i'll take him if he falls a couple rounds like when i already have my you know three running backs and i could just you know kind of wait on him but i'm not taking him nowhere near his adp now and you, you know, take going him. over him <clears throat> as, as your running back four uh no no still still because if he does come back week five and he's finally healthy week five then i feel like he's gonna have more value than Tariq cohen as my running back four like i don't you know 
right. Speaking of running backs, Patriots, Sony Michelle, who underwent foot surgery in the offseason, has been officially taken off of the PUP list. How do you feel about that? With all the uh, Damian Harris news? Yeah. It's, it's a competition now. Hey. It is a competition now, bro. And, you know, Damian Harris. That Sony, do y'all feel it weird after, after those news reports that Damian Harris was, like, shining that Sony said, all right, I'm ready to come on. You know, forget this. <laughs> right. Enough. I, I swear I was definitely thinking about that also, bro. Like, you know, he's mm-hmm. competitive, bro. You see, you, he reads the headlines. I'm pretty sure he'd be on Twitter and shit. Like, he'd be seeing all, that, all the news about him, bro. So, it's, uh, yeah, we're we going to see, bro. They be on Twitter, but they be on there. They be looking. I'm, I'm, yeah, I mean, Sony's already going late, man, but I'm still – still rather have take that value. Like, we've seen what Sony can do, bro. And, you know, he's coming off another foot surgery. Well, not another foot surgery. He's coming off another, you know, injury or whatever. I mean, if he had to have foot surgery. Bro, I think in my dreams, I saw uh, Rex Burkhead. Like, he was, like, a part of the offense. He was, like – Burkhead running. would be good, too, for, like, two or three games, bro. But he's, you know, had his problems with injury as well. So, I think it's either going to be – you know, James White is going to get his no matter what. But, um, you know, it's between Damian Harris or Sonny Michelle for that, you know, lead running back, man. Yeah, man. We're going to see it's a competition. Pay attention to the uh, cap notes, cap news. Got to. Or, or just pay attention to uh, Fantasy in Session. Yeah, we got you. Uh-huh. Anything? Any, y'all got any other news? <clears throat> I believe that is it. That is all I have, too. All right, so let's get into what we are here for. This is the last ranking episode, right? We say the best for last. Everybody loves tight ends. Anyway, but let's, <laughs> let's get into um, the tight ends. So um, one of the things I was looking at before we just get into our consensus tight ends was five tight ends would have finished in the top 30 if they were included in the wide receivers. So that's just giving you a little bit of the value there at the tight ends. And another thing I think we all came to the consensus of pretty much after like that top six tight end is it gets pretty gross. So that's, mm-hmm. I think we should go back on that. It gets murky. I wouldn't say gross. They're still decent. It's yeah, just that, last year it was gross. This right. year is kind of, but I still think we should split it to tight end one, one through six, tight end two, six through 12. Because I, I don't think you, like tight end one, like getting five points. If you say I had a, you know, a quarterback or a tight end that was, you know, top 12 this amount of weeks, like I don't hold as much weight as exactly. you know, receiver having a top 12 week or a running back having a top 12 week. You want that top six tight end, man. If you can get a top six tight end at the least, you should be in good shape. It's easy to get, it's easy to, um, to skew like, or like to turn the conversation to what you want to say, like you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying. On that tight, oh, he was a tight end one in there when he was still, exactly. You know what I mean? It sounds better than it actually is. Exactly. Um, but yeah, man. So what y'all want to do? One through twelve or twelve through one? Y'all want to start gross and get better? You might as well just go ahead. Yeah, might as well work our way up like we've been doing. All right, coming in at number twelve. Um, I was gonna go with his stats from two years ago, but I said, why? <clears throat> so his name, I'm just going to say it. His name is Ron Gokowski. He now plays for the He's Tampa Bay. Lowe's has him at 11. Javar has him at 11. I have him at 14 because I don't think he should be even included in the tight end one situation. We've seen all the reports come out that they're talking about three tight ends set, something crazy like that, and he's not even talking about getting the like the most of the tight end reps. I think they more so signed Gronk for like a playoff run, you know what I mean? I don't think they're going to try to bruise and bang Gronk up. I think they're going to try to save him, you know what I'm saying, because mm-hmm. he hasn't played. I don't think you could just come back from not playing football for two years and think you're just going to jump back in it like a, like a, a new car, you know what I mean? 
I think it's going to take time for him to get into it. I don't think Gronk is going to be like effective until like like week seven, eight, nine, ten. You know what I mean? I mean, that's all in good if we was talking about one of the twelfth best tight end, but he he's arguably the greatest tight end ever. You know what I'm saying? It, it's just like a bike. So he'll get out there. He might have lost a step, but as far as like you know, you know, being the little coverage, pinpointing the ball, you know, he's he's gonna get open. Him and Grady know each. I mean, him and Brady know each other well. They've been playing together for all these years. I think he just come in and uh, only thing that I'm worried about with Gronk is I think he's gonna be more, more touchdown dependent. He's not gonna play as much from the twenty to the twenty. That's at that at that age, he'll come in more from the thirty in or the twenty in. That's the only thing I'm worried about. Grunk is that I, he's going to be touchdown dependent, and he with that high flying offense, he should get enough opportunities to you know keep him up here. I hear what you're saying. You say that, but then we saw last year, Bruce. Is it Bruce? To Bryce, I don't know why Bruce, I wanted to say it's Bruce. All right, Bruce, Bruce. <laughs> oh my God, Bruce Arians doesn't throw to the tight end. You know what I mean? Like what? Well, like everybody was on the OJ Howard, but I do think the X factor but, is Tom Brady. But like, you, you say this, saying. but Cameron Bray shine. You know what I'm saying? You yeah, say that Cameron. It just it just when the OJ Howard didn't turn out to be Cameron Bray still had some decent games. We're about to find out if OJ, if it's OJ OJ Howard talent or not right I'm now. Saying it wasn't OJ. I'm saying it's Bryce Arians offense that does it. He just he still went with Bryce. He still went with Bryce, bro. I told you it was Bruce. And you still why does your brain want to fuck up names? It's crazy. Hey, yo. <laughs> does that guy look like a Bryce Arian, bro? Bryce don't know Bryce. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Hey, hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hey, did he? Is is, is it Bruce or Bryce? <laughs> Definitely Bryce. Okay, Bryce. Right, Bryce. Okay, Bryce. <laughs> okay, Bryce. <laughs> That's not bro. Oh, All right, <clears throat> uh, but he, I don't even know what was. But he, yeah, he doesn't. We saw last year he doesn't throw to the tight ends. Everybody wanted OJ Howard to be something, and I, I don't think it's because OJ Howard doesn't lack tar- talent because they're saying this. Offseason, OJ Howard is having a good offseason. You know what I'm saying? They're saying he's shining in the camp. So I don't, I never said it was his talent. I just think the way the offense is set up with, with Mike Evans being a red zone monster and uh, Chris Godwin emerging last year, I don't think the tight end is going to get as much love as one might think Gronk would get in a Tom Brady offense. Yeah. But I don't know. I, all right. So I, of course, I want to say that, you know, the, the elite years of Gronk are open. I think we can all agree that they're over. You're way back. Um, you know, but when he first went to to the Bucks, you know, I think everybody got a little excited. You know, Gronk is back with Brady. Mm-hmm. You know, he's about to beast again. He took a year off. You know, he ain't got them injuries, them nagging injuries no more. But when I look more into it, man, it's it's kind of hard to see him finishing even in that top six, like we were saying, like because he's not going to out target Evans or Godwin. Like he was like the best receiver in the Patriots. Now he's the third best receiver. He's a little older. He's not in football shape. No matter how much you work out, you're not going to be in football shape if you ain't even playing football. So I agree with Gabe on that part. That he is going to take time to, you know, catch up to NFL speed. But, um, you know, I think what you can bank on is him being a red zone target. I think, still think he'll be one of uh, Brady's favorite red zone targets. So, you know, with that being said, I think that puts him into that, you know, back end tight end range, which is where we have him. So, I'm not mad at our ranking of them. You just call it tight end too, bro. 
Yeah, tight end too. I just want to say one thing. Jason Witten took a year off in the booth broadcasting and came back and wasn't he a top 12 tight end too or something like that? That's where we have him so, now. I'm just so uh, that I mean, well, that's I guess that's towards Gabe. That's why we have consensus rankings, bro. It doesn't mean anything. But you, but you know, like one of one of OJ's weaknesses last year was they wasn't really blocking. Well, I guess they used them more as a blocker because you know they, their line was really bad. But you know, Gronk is a great blocker too. So you know, I I can see them lining. You know, Gronk playing that OJ Howard role from last year, being more in line and blocking, and OJ Howard being split out wide more. And if that happens, then yeah, I can definitely see a scenario where OJ Howard. Finally lives up to the hype, but I ain't gonna rank him in the top twelve. I ain't doing that again. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'll take a flyer on him. I still go with OJ Howard. He's a perfect post high sleeper. You know, you got the camp notes, camp news to back him up, but you know, still gotta wait and see. Bro, I, I don't remember a lot of trades, like because it's just not how my brain works. I know Carlos remembers every trade, but I remember exactly where I was at when I had put Gronk on the trading block and Carlos sent me a trade offer for him. And I said, I literally like, I thought about it like for like a all day. I was in Illinois. It had to be around like Thanksgiving time. I remember, yeah. I remember that. And I said, right no, at the trade the trading line, block. Yeah. it was at the trading deadline. And I said, no. And the next week, cause Gronk was going crazy for <laughs> something, bro. He was going crazy. And then the next week got he hurt. hurt and he was out for the season, bro. He messed my whole season up. So that's probably so, why I'm, that's probably why I really got Gronk. Not, not hey, we all we all know sometimes the best trade to make is not trading at all. But you wanted to make the trade. It was me not making the trade. Hey, but the fantasy guys got my back, bro. Sometimes <laughs> <laughs> you got to be divine intervention, bro. Would you do a championship? Day here too. Exactly. Let's get it. Sure. Uh, anyway, uh, coming in at number eleven. Now this is a person I think is too low, and he's probably too low because Javard hasn't updated his rankings. He has him at eighteen. So let's give Javard a chance to change your rankings right now here on air live. Where do you want to put this number? 11 player we got now, Hayden Hurst from the Atlanta Falcons. Where do you want to put him at? I put him around uh, 14, 15, something like that. So you put him up. Okay. Okay. That's nice. All right. So Javar has him at apparently 14 or 15. Um, I, <laughs> I have him at eight. Lois, you have him at eight too? Uh, I have him at nine. Or do I have him at eight? I think I you have, have him at eight. eight. You have him at eight. Yeah. So anyway, so his name is Hayden Hurst. Um, he coming in as a new Falcon. Um, of course, uh, rise up. He was traded for in the offseason. He was uh, traded for a second round pick. He was originally a first round draft pick uh, for the Baltimore Ravens, but the Baltimore Ravens ended up drafting uh, Mark. Andrews in the third round and Mark Andrews just I don't even know if it was, it was talent based or what but Mark Andrews just happened to be you know he just happened to get more of the tick because they still I think in my notes once we get to Mark Andrews I think the Ravens had like a 40% target share to tight ends last year and you know Hayden Hurst was still you know what I'm saying pretty prominent in that rotation and people thought for a moment there that Hayden Hurst might take over but you know Mark Andrews just he was just a beast you know okay, yes um Hayden Hurst I think he's ended up in one of the best situations that a tight end could go to. And that's why I got him ranked so high. Um, and and the, 
You know, what I'm I know we don't put too much into uh, training stock camp news, but he's uh, apparently he's shining in the offense. He came out and said he's going to get the full load at the tight end. Um, well, last year uh, we all know Austin Hooper was the number two tight end before he got hurt. Or was number it one? Number one tight end before he got hurt last year, and we all know that Dirk Cutter is going to pepper the tight ends because that's just what Dirk Cutter does in that offense. And so I just think the sky is the limit. We all, we all, I think we'd have said it on every episode that has it needed to be said on that the Falcons are leading the league with most vacant targets. So it's not like he's going to come in and have to fight for targets. He's literally coming into a position where for the last three years, that position had 80 targets thrown to it. And I mean, th- thrown to one player at it. So I think it's like 100 targets if you add like the little tight end twos and tight end threes, you know, just saying like the random tight end mm-hmm. targets. But at least the tight, the top target, the top targeted tight end got at least eighty targets, at least the last three years. So that's the position he's coming in. I think even if he doesn't reach the the, the ninety target ceiling that Austin Hooper got, I think he could be around the 75, 80 target, uh, eighty target range, and that puts you in that top. That that I think his ceiling is a top uh, one tight end in our ranking, the one through six tight end. You know what I'm saying? Because I think he will be around that eighty target um, threshold, and that puts you immediately in that category. And we know the dirt out of those to the tight end in the red zone. I mean, that's a nice sale. So yeah, yeah, I might have to bring him up a little bit more right now in, in drafts. Well, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I haven't mocked recently, but uh, but I know when we were the last time I drafted, I got him or whoever got him got him in like the eleventh, twelfth. Like he was one of those last top tight ends that was going off the board. Well, you can you can forget about that now. Um, people have caught up, you know, to him. Um, last time I checked, I think I put it in our little group chat. He's going to like seven oh nine now, so that's about right. You know, we were expecting a big season from him, so um, I think seven. Hopefully, maybe you can get him in the eighth. But like you said, bro, like he does. Like Cotter has a history of featuring the tight end. He's done it with Gonzalez. He's done it with OJ Howard. OJ Howard had a great year that year with uh, Cotter was in uh, Tampa Bay still. Mercedes Lewis had a uh, career year with him as offense coordinator. So he's a first-round talent. You know, he's replacing Hooper, who we saw beast two years in a row. I think he's just going to fit right in and, you know, just keep it moving. Yep. Anything anybody else going to say? No, I like it. Yeah, I sold me on him. Uh, Coming in at number 10, the former Falcon, the one that uh, is getting replaced, Austin Hooper. He is now playing for the – I still like like Austin Hooper. He's now playing for the um, Cleveland Browns, and I'll just go through his stats from last year. He had 93 targets with 75 receptions, 787 yards, six touchdowns. He had an 80% – catch rate um a dot of 7.23 so you can kind of look at his stats and i wouldn't say he's going to get that 93 like i said but you know what i'm saying just imagine what that hayden hurst uh ceiling could look like um with 12 red zone targets and six touchdowns four of them coming in the red zone they paid him the big money um all reports out of training camp are that he's killing it the only thing is i just don't think he is going to reach that 80 target threshold anymore you know what i'm saying they Apparently, they're going to have two tight end rotations coming out there with Njoku staying out there. And we they got OBJ and uh, Jarvis Landry dominating the targets. And I, I just don't know what that offense is going to look like. How y'all feel? Um, well, well you, you made a point about oh, Njoku. Njoku. They, it's actually been a report saying that he hasn't been doing too good. Like he might not even be number two on the depth chart when the season starts. 
I don't know if that holds true, but, you know, just want to put that out there. And also Jarvis Landry, like a lot of people aren't talking about this, but he had foot surgery in the offseason too. Um, I think he's back out in practice, but if he's, you know, slow to start the year, then, you know, it's just, that leads OBJ and Austin Hooper. So I could definitely see him, you know, being better than what a lot of people are thinking. They think it's going to be a big fall off. I, myself included, I thought that was going to be the case. Mm-hmm. But Hooper is a talented tight end, man. Like he's, you know, produced. I know he had a ty- uh, coach, offensive coordinator that, you know, featured him, but he's still produced. Um, so, you know, he, we all know he was number one tight end to start the year throughout the first 10 weeks. Um, he did pick up the last two games, but it seemed like that first 10 week, he was just like really in stride. Um, he was fourth in targets, second in receptions, fourth in yards. He had the most hundred plus yard games. He averaged two whole more points than Kelsey, bro. Mm-hmm. So the dude is legit. Uh, I just feel like the, you know, the change of scenery is a lot of unknown. That's why he's going so late. He's going at a uh, 10 six right now. So for a guy that was number one last year at, at, you know, before he got injured, he could turn out to be a great value, bro. I just want to see what, what that, what, like you said, what that offense is going to look like, what Baker made, mm. how he, who is he going to target? And, and who's going to look uh, better coming off of that injury and Joku or Jarvis Landry. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, the Stefanski's there also, and uh, he deploys, a, you know, he features the tight end in his offense, too. They uh, targeted – Minnesota targeted the tight ends 26% last year. So, I mean, I could definitely see a case of him being, you know, not featured as much as he was in Atlanta, but featured enough to be tight end, you know, relevant. Yes, sir. Anybody got anything else? Follow the money. The money. <laughs> hey, Jamal. All right. <laughs> Oh, that was hilarious, bro. We'll be going out you, bro. Uh, coming in at number nine, um, Los has him at number 10, Javar at number eight, me at 12. Anybody want to change him live on air right now? Nope. Nah. Right. nah. His name is Jared Cook. He plays for the New Orleans Aints. Um, last year, he had 62 targets, 43 receptions, 705 yards, nine touchdowns with a 69% catch rate. Um, uh, 11.40, 11.4 a dot with a uh, 17 red zone targets, eight touchdowns, six of those touchdowns coming in the uh, end zone. Uh, let me see what else. Uh, I got that he was tied for second on the team in red zone targets. He had, uh, but this is what I wanted to mention about when we talked about in the news. This is what I wanted to mention about Emmanuel Sanders. I think, um, Last year, he definitely benefited as being one of the only targets out there that was reliable pretty much in the offense that wasn't named Michael Thomas and, or Alvin Kamara. And I think the targets, the, he definitely, the touchdown deodorant was definitely applied on him. Mm-hmm. Um, 62 targets, he definitely didn't reach the target volume that you want to see from one of your top tight ends, but like nine touchdowns is something that just propelled him that high. And I don't think that's something that he can maintain. Um, I think that's just, just a high touchdown clip with that lower volume, and I don't think the volume is going to go up enough for him to maintain it because of Emmanuel Sanders being there. So that's why I got him on the, the clips of not being in a quote-unquote tight end one. I mean, the uh, the lip of it, the edge of it. I just feel like he, he was Breeze guy, bro. Like, he threw to um a lot in the middle of the field downfield rather so this was a tight end getting a lot of yards per catch and then also when he was in the red 
zone. It was a lot of touchdown to Yeldon, but that was his guy. And, you know, they got Sanders, who may take away some yards, but Sanders not going to be a red zone target. So I think his role is still, you know, is still going to be the same, especially so in the red zone. I also want to mention that we previously said on a previous episode that Alvin Kamara didn't have the touchdown deodorant. If he would have had the touchdown deodorant on, that he would have had a better outlook on his year. And we definitely said that he's going to have a bounce back year. So I definitely think some of those nine touchdowns were meant for Alvin Kamara. And I definitely think they're going to come to Alvin Kamara this year in a passing game. Yeah. Um. Yeah, y'all make some great points. I mean, but, you know, we're talking about our tight end, what, nine? Yes. So – it's very flexible. That's what you want, you know. What I mean, like you, you want you. I mean, or that's what you can expect from a tight end right there is, you know, have a touchdown or bust week. But so, and but I think I don't. I wouldn't say that he's going to get nine touchdowns again, but he was tied for first amongst tight end and end zone targets. So we always talk about that stat because that's the easiest way to score a touchdown. It's not like he, you know, mm-hmm. I call for regression when you know he's getting a lot of his touchdowns off of like you know, seam seam route plays, fly route plays. And that wasn't the case with him. Like, if he still's getting a lot of end zone targets, he's still gonna score a lot of touchdowns because he's catching passes from one of the most accurate passes in history. So he has that in his favor. And he was first in a dot, meaning they targeted him down the field a lot. You know, I mean, he scored like he only scored three of his touchdowns outside of the end zone. But do you? They still target him downfield. And if they still, tar- I'm I'm not saying he's gonna be first in end zone target, but if he's still a focal point in the end zone, then I can see him returning value, man. Like, people don't realize how good he was last year. Like, he was the number one tight end for a stretch last year. I, d- I didn't realize how good he was until I had a conversation with you, and then I was looked at his stats, and I was like – It was very, okay. very quiet. Good right. Mm-hmm. It was. Do you think that – um? so you, do you not think that Emmanuel Sanders would get a little bit of those uh, deep yardage that he, he got last year? I mean, I think – I mean, he, you got to think – he averaged like five, four, four or five targets a game last year. So he wasn't a, he was never a volume type. But I think, like, and that's what I'm saying. I think the volume is, is he's going to need the volume. That's what I'm saying. He didn't need it last year. I, I think, I don't think he's going to score nine touchdowns. <laughs> but when you're playing with such an accurate quarterback, man, like you don't, you don't need, he's going to put you in positions to win. All you got to do is be there. You know I what I mean? You. Like we always want that tight end. That you know, Drew Brees is throwing to like Jimmy Graham and um, who was the guy he had after him that didn't really do too well? Um, came from the Colts, I want to say. Don't Kobe Fleener? Kobe Fleener? I know nothing he was a, about he that. Was a sleeper. You about, I know you're talking about. Um, yeah, was he Kobe Fleener? Not, not Fleener? I want to say Fleener. I think I remember that last name. He was that old tight end. You know he what I mean? That, with Eric Ebron, right? Yeah, no, no, no. He was, he was, no, no, no. He was paired with that Ebron other dude. Play for the. Like Saints? Dwayne, it was Dwayne something. He went. The other guy that was with the Colts went to the Patriots for once for a minute. Yes, bro, they got drafted around the same time. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, the tight end has always been a, a you know a, a target for the Saints. So I think he could continue. I just don't don't expect top you know top six. I don't think he'll you know right. be able to sustain that tight end one production like you finished the year last year with. But he he like he's a great he's a good tight end to have to plug and play. <laughs> Yeah, I think anybody else got anything about Jared Cook? Well, so oh, I wanted to say one thing. So I also wanted to mention, like, most of these tight ends, like, at this point are 
not going to be like every week plug in starters. You know what I'm saying? And these, this is like, these are you're still your streamers right now. I think Jared Cook, mm-hmm. streamer, tight end, we agree. I mean, I mean, I mean, this, this, like this. Hayden I think everybody. If I draft, if I draft Jared Cook, I'm I'm starting to play him every week. Right now, once you get to like, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was gonna like he was somewhat consistent. Like he had the seventh most top six weeks last year and a fourth most top twelve weeks. So he wasn't really hurting you. He probably wasn't helping you win too many games, but he wasn't hurting you, and he did have some spike weeks in there. Uh he's gonna be. I would definitely have another tight end. I would definitely. Oh, I'm not. Yeah, I'm, yeah I would keep I'm, one on standby for sure if I had Jerry. Yeah, yeah, or be looking, checking, you know, checking for trades and stuff like that. But yeah, if I get definitely. Jared Cook, I'm expected to play him every week. I'm playing week to week by that. Um, so coming in at number eight from the Los Angeles Chargers, Hunter Henry Jabbar has him at number ten. I have him at seven, and Lowe's has him at eight. He had 65 targets last year, 47 receptions, uh, 552 yards. Three touchdowns. He caught 72% of his catches with a 10.1 A dot. 13 of his red zone targets. Three of those touchdowns coming in the end zone. So all three of his touchdowns were in the end zone. Caught 50% of the passes that were thrown to him over uh, 20 plus yards. Uh, but it was only eight of them. But he still caught half of them. Uh, 1.67 yards ran per route. That was 13th in the NFL. 75 rated uh graded receiver by pff uh one of i guess the red flag about him is the injuries and the new quarterback situation we don't know if we all know that philip rivers like throwing to the tight end but we don't know if tyler what's his name tyrod taylor or justin herbert will but i did find an interesting stat so i went and looked up the last tight end that um, Tyrod Taylor had, and it was uh, Charles Clay. And Charles Clay was a pretty serviceable tight end for a long time. Uh, yeah, he averaged 79, t- uh, 79 targets, 52 receptions, and 546 yards and three touchdowns while playing with, um, all, while playing with him, while playing with Tyrod Taylor while he was a starter. So while Tyrod Taylor was a starter and Charles Clay was his tight end, those were the numbers that he averaged. And, and I mean, those pretty serviceable numbers. So I felt it was right that he that he's probably going to be thrown to. We all know Tyrod Taylor, the offense is not going to look too explosive. Or I don't expect it to look explosive with Tyrod Taylor in the backseat. I think it's going to be real conservative. A lot of dinks and dunks to Austin Eckler and Hunter Henry and little probably little slants to, um, what's your boy named Keenan Allen? I mean, <laughs> oh, shit, I mean, there's some sneaky stats out there. Like some like uh, Tyrod Taylor is is kind of accurate on his deep ball. I don't know the exact stat, but it's some sneaky stat out there. So, But with Mike Williams out for two to four weeks right now, Hunter Henry. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's another thing to mention too. Hunter Henry is, uh, is definitely looking like a, a good buy right now for sure. Him and Keenan Allen. He's going at uh, 8.05 right now. Drive y'all, y'all cool with that? Yeah, I'm cool with you know, that's, right. that's about. I mean, I don't know if I'm taking the tight end. If I, if, if I could still, because I'm 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 targeting Hayden Hurst. I ain't gonna lie to you. Oh, thanks for letting me know that. <laughs> Since we're in like every league together, <laughs> how many more drafts? Is yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I was just talking shit. Uh, anybody, y'all got anything about Hunter Henry? Nah. Um. Nah. Y'all pretty much touched on everything. The injury um, red flags. I don't know if we mentioned that. Yeah, we mentioned it. Um, he he had one. I want to say one injury, like played year. He tore his ACL like early, early in camp. 
Mm-hmm. So I think that's kind of a, a myth. I was like looking he into that. I, I was going to put it in my notes, and I was like, hmm. he missed three. Missed games one year. Too. Yeah, he missed three games. Like, but that's not that's not bad. He's still there for you for thirteen weeks. Like, I'll take that from a tight end in the eighth round. You know, so um, yeah, he's just one of those tight ends that uh, you, like, I'll take him. But I'm not really. I never was really targeting Hunter Henry. I guess mm-hmm. like. I don't think he has that tight end one ceiling. Like he he's gonna be serviceable for you. Yeah, he's he's gonna be that middle of the pack tight end that you can rely on, but oh. I don't think he's really gonna win you no weeks. That's what I'm looking for. I'm not I usually don't spend money on them top tight ends, so I'm kind of looking for that little value. But it, I, I feel you. He's he's a comfortable eight, but more so Hurst might have a higher ceiling or you know, somebody Oh yeah. Definitely. We so see the tight end in his situation be the tight end one. So mm-hmm. coming in at number seven, we got uh Los's homeboy. The number homeboy around here. Jamar homeboy too though. I'll draft him everywhere. <laughs> the, the 12 personnel god himself. Uh-huh. That's his name. Hey. Uh uh Tyler Higby. Uh Los has him at seven, Javar at six, me at nine. He had eighty. Three targets last year, six, uh-huh. 709 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, he caught 79% of his catches. He had a 6.6 A dot, 24 red zone targets. Three of those touchdowns were all of his touchdowns were caught in the end zone. Um, but, but so my only red flag before I let Los and Javar go on their rants is that before last year, he never had a season with more than 45 targets. You can say that about anybody. Before last year, this player didn't. Yeah, did. Three years. Oh, so three years is three years of not of, of being a blocker. Is what I meant to say. I mean, the same was Robert Woods. Blocker. Robert Woods had three years of four years in the offense. He's been in the same offense. Robert and what I would say to combat that is like we all know tight ends take a little bit of time to really truly break out. So I'm not really worried about that. I mean. He got his opportunity. That's what I'm worried. That's what I'm, you know. And he got his money. He finally got his opportunity. And he got his money. Straight up beasted. Dropped the bag on that boy. Yeah, like we, we, I mean, we talked about these stats already, but, you know, since we talking about tight ends, you might as well bring Stance. it in here, right? Might as well. So, so, you read out the stats for the year, like, but what people probably don't realize is about 90% of that production came in five weeks, bro. So in weeks 13 through 17, he had uh, 54 targets first, 43 uh, receptions first, first in yards with 522, fourth in yards per target, tied for third in end zone targets, and he was first in points per snap ahead of Kittle and Kelsey. And he averaged two more points than Kelsey down that stretch. So when he gets his opportunity, bro, like he like it was a small sample size. It was. But I think we can all agree that the Browns were playing their best football when they went in that 12 personnel. You, you have his 81 right now? Uh, he's going in the ninth, I want to say. Yeah, 909. So he's going at the 11th tight end off the board. Right. I'm definitely um, snagging that. <laughs> he was third in yards per route run. Like, every he checks pretty much everything, like, down that five-week stretch. Like, they gave him an opportunity. He performed. Um, I was listening to a podcast, uh, the Jeff Ratcliffe, and he said he was in combine. He you know, he was talking to some people from that, you know, organization and he didn't name his name, but he was saying like, you know, the cat's pretty much out the bag. Like you see, a, we give a player opportunity, he performs like this is going to be kind of hard to, you know, take him off the field right. now. Right. But so he just has a lot of power. Only if your name is Adam Gates. Yeah. You know, I have a, you know, 
exactly. <laughs> but you know, the biggest but the biggest question is, will they run? Because it sounds good. I I want them to run to a more personnel. Um, because I'm a Woods fan also, and he was also beasting when they did that. But you know, Van Jefferson, it is reports coming out that he's looking really good. So if he, you know, looks really good, then I can see them running at eleven. They might just mix it up, run some eleven personnel too, because they have a, a third legit receiver out there. So Jefferson, I'm not. It's definitely that, not a foregone conclusion that he they are going to run for um for twelve personnel. But that that's yeah. the only Jefferson rookie you write on, okay? Oh, oh that was a good one. I don't know where you were going with that, but drop that bombs. <laughs> You don't know Wait. if I'm right yet. You don't know if I'm right yet. We don't. Most, yeah, we don't. Most laughed all last year about the uh, Stefan Diggs Joe Mixon trade. So let's I not, still think I won that trade. Uh, let's, but, not, let's not laugh now. Was Joe Mixon Wick, not a bum yeah, into the last like, like seven weeks, weeks bro? Now. We all know we all know what Joe Mixon was doing to start the year off last year. Hey, right? hey. We're talking about tight ends. But okay. anyway, tight anyway. Ends. I will say that this can be proven because I know one of the biggest heart, the biggest knocks on Tyler Higby is that he he had a really easy schedule down the stretch last year. Mm-hmm. But they have the twenty third ranked schedule to start the year. So he's gonna play the Cardinals twice. Hey, why did they pay Buda Baker after he got torched all last year? Literally, it was start him the highest paid player, like safety. Like literally, it was start every tight end against them just because of the, how sorry they was. But I, mean, I want to hear. Do y'all want to hear his uh, 16 game pace from them five games? It's pretty crazy, bro. <laughs> 173 targets, first, 138 receptions, 1,670 yards, and 272 points. Like, that is fantasy. But what I like most about Tyler Hickby, as you're saying, he's going around the 11th tight end off the board, and he can damn near give you top six or seven i love that that's that's why i'm kind of letting everybody uh, everybody go off the board the cooks the henry's and the hearse and the hooper and just wait on higby if i can because i feel like this is going at the higby who yeah hearse i mean it's quite like you know we drafted yeah, a lot of atlanta people in front of me we yeah, drafted I, a lot of atlanta people no 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 hearse is going at 709 right now oh Where's yeah, yeah. Going at? 11 I don't know. As eleven tight end off the board, that's crazy, and that's a lot of value right there. That's uh, yeah. that what I feel like. But you know, we just mentioned you know why I don't you know really want Hunter Henry. Like Tyler Higby can do that. He can. He has that number one overall ceiling. Like he, it was a stretch in time last year where he was the number one tight end. So for a week, that's the type. That's the type of tight end that you know I want that that ceiling. And if I don't, and that's the type of. That's the type of thing you just follow up on, especially when a team was going through a drought and they started playing their best ball during this time when this player excel. You got to pay attention to stuff like that. I got another player like that that I paid attention to. Who's that? (sighs) Steven Sims Jr. Oh. Yeah. He balled at the end last year, so it's like it's only right. We still got our our sleeper episode, like, for the running backs and receivers. So, like, how about you, like – Oh, yeah, my bad, my bad. (laughs) Who next, game? My bad. Giving out too much info. They ain't pay for this. Fall back, bro. Coming in at our our official tight end one, um, we have – not tight end one, but tight end, like – Okay, yeah, I got you. Yeah. Um, uh, A new – I don't want to say New England, bro. New York Giant 
Evan Ingram coming in at number six. Uh, Los has him at six. I have him at five. Javar has him at seven. Last year, he had 65 targets for 44 receptions, 467 yards, and three touchdowns. Um, he was 14th in targets, and he only played eight games. Like, amongst tight ends, he was 14th in targets. Bad. And he, that's after the – that's with me calculating the whole season. Like, of all the tight ends played the, the their full games, and he still was 14th. In targets? So you know that. Yeah. I got first. First? In those eight games, just in that oh, span no, of I'm eight games with, they played. No, no, no. I'm saying uh, – Okay, okay, okay. That's true. I'm saying I didn't take the eight games out. I was going – that was my next step. But, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. But all the games played, like all the tight ends with their all their targets, he still was number – 14. 14, 14. Yeah, he still was 14th, and I think that's crazy. So you talk about a, a crazy pace that somebody was on. He was on a crazy pace before he got injured, and we all know that's the big red, the biggest red flag about him is that he is injured a lot. Um, uh, but he ran 1.5 yards per route run. Um, shit, he posted tight. He posted tight end one games at least 58 percent of the times in his career. Only three tight ends have done that. Um, in their career, and that's uh, Kelsey, Gronk, and Kittle. So he's up there with those names. And like I said before, man, the only thing that's holding him back is the injuries. Um, he only saw last year, before he got hurt, seven less than seven targets one time. And that game, he saw five targets. So that just tell you what his ceiling is at. And we all know we expect Daniel Jones to have a better year this year. So I think the sky is the limit for him. He's one of those tight ends that I definitely think can crack that top three. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, I like it. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I could agree with everything you said, man. Like, that was in my notes, too. Like, um, his his health is his only concern, bro. When he's on the field, he, he's an elite player, man. Um, he missed 14 games in the last three years, though. So, um, you know, we're still waiting on that 16-game year, bro, because when he does that, he has that ceiling, that top three ceiling, bro. Like, he's, like you said, six most top six, six weeks, fifth most top 12 weeks. Um, you know, new, the Giants targeted tight ends 24% of the time. Um, he had the sixth highest target share among tight ends. Um, and then um, he had uh, – well, he was tied for first with games over 100 yards. So he's like a receiver in a tight end's body. It's just we just need him to stay on the field, bro. Yeah, and not to mention, I know you said uh, 13 in the last four uh, – what did you say, 14 in the last – 14 in the last three years. To mention 13 of those coming in the last two. So, you know, so these are like yeah. – not even like he's, like, been able to shake them off recently either. So, I, I, I like it. You know, that allowed Daniel Jones to throw the ball 459 times in his rookie year. So, there are going to be targets available. And the Giants' defense – was not good last year, and I don't think they – did they They got some couple names or they lost names again? In the – where, the defense? Yeah. Mm, I don't know about the defense. So, they might be in the same position. They might be playing from behind and throwing a lot of uh, footballs around to players. So, it's just a health problem, like y'all said, and his ceiling is top top three. He's, he's up there. All the people we're about to name now really have opportunity to just get mixed up in the top three. Back so for sure. All right, coming in at number five, we have Darren Waller from the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, Carlos has him at number five. Jabbar has him at number five. I have him at number six. Last year he went crazy. He was one of those tight ends that nobody was talking about that 
made his way into that. Whoa, 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 time out, time out. Give me, give me a little credit, bro. I had him as my little sleeper. I stole him from Tonyo. I ain't gonna cap. I stole yeah, I was him just from about to say that Tonio. shit. <laughs> you know, he was on the first. Yeah. He, I seen him pick him up, drop him, and pick him up, and drop him again in the league. And then, and then I caught on. So yeah, we went crazy with the sleepers last year. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Value, value, value. All right, my bad. Sorry to cut you off. Continue. But uh, yeah, like I said, he went crazy last year. Javar sleeper pick last year. Um, hundred. Appreciate that, Antonio. Ninety receptions, three touchdowns, seventy-eight um, a seventy-eight percent, seventy-eight percent catch rate with seven point five yard a dot. Uh, seventeen red zone targets. Um, three touchdowns. One of those touchdowns coming in the end zone, but he had five games over a hundred yards. He crazy. averaged seven yard. He averaged seven targets a game that's including a game where he went crazy and had 14 targets um he would have been 20 if if you would have put him with the wide receivers um in ranking so he would have been a top 20 wide receiver so that's a, a wide receiver too for every week um the last i know a lot of people think, think that um you know, that he can't maintain that that target volume but i i beg to differ uh the last three teams that john gruden has coached for um uh, the tight ends as a, as a tight end group have received at least 118 targets as a group. And um, last year, Foster, I don't even know how to say this name, bro. I'm about to butcher it. Monroe? Moray? Yeah, dang. I was about to say, just say Foster, bro. <laughs> Foster Moray, but he scored five touchdowns and had 25. You pronounced it like differently twice and they both was wrong. <laughs> Foster, just go with Foster, bro. Foster M. <laughs> hey, bro. Hey, Foster Marrero? Hey, Foster, Foster Marino. <laughs> he, scored five, he scored five touchdowns last year, and he had uh, 25 targets. And so as a backup tight end, so that just goes to the uh, that 118 target that John Gruden likes to give to his tight ends. And I think uh, last year, imagine if he would have got – three of those touchdowns that uh, Foster Moreno had. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> touchdowns, you feel me? And he would have like he would have been a tight end one. He would have been higher than Travis Kelsey, higher than George Kittle, et cetera. So I do think the, the – whatever the word Carlos be using all the time, I can't think regression. of Regression. The, the touchdown regression is the regression going to be – Oh, positive regression. Positive yeah. regression is coming in that touchdowns. I do think he may not see 115 targets. So any mm-hmm. – is 20 of those targets to let's say one of the rookies that's coming in that is in that 90 plus target range and i think like he's a, a lock-in for at least 90 this year and i want any tight end that is coming with 90 targets where is adp going at right now uh 601 fifth tight end off the board mm. I, I mean i i like it you, you, you really i like it you really depending on how my team look i think i would try it you know I'll get him in the sixth round. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would think about it. Depending on how my team look, because he's that's that's. I think that's a lot for ninety plus target. Yeah, I, th- I think he's locked in in number uh, five. I think the offense should be a little bit better, more efficient, so he may get more opportunities to score. I I think he will need those opportunities to score to put him back up in here. I I don't I don't think he's gonna get. Like you said, that many targets and probably ninety though, and and he had eleven hundred over eleven hundred yards too. And if these rookies are coming out here 
and doing what they say they're going to do. Like last year, there was nobody to throw the ball to, bro. Like nobody. we don't even know who's on. We don't even know who's opposite of Terrell Williams last year. Not I can't nobody. remember. So, it, wasn't, it wasn't Antonio Brown. Jones. I do. Ray Jones. Then they got him in the later in the year, right? I think. That's gross. Right. Who? But they even say Zay. They, they just didn't have nobody lined up on that side of the field. They just <laughs> went with Renfro on the slot. And no, I guess Darren Waller was lined up out wide, though. Yeah. Darren Waller was lined so, up. So yeah. I, I think, you know, I think he's going he gonna to need some of that touchdown deodorant, but a talent like that is going to get the ball. And in, in top five, he should be locked in. And and for that, yeah, I think that's yeah, I agree with that. I think he'll finish around that same area. He finishes a tight end three, mm-hmm. 11 points per game last year because, like y'all both said, like his targets are pretty much gonna go down this year. Like they literally had nobody to go to, but even um, if it drops, but, yeah, yeah, he needs he definitely needs that positive touchdown regression to hit for him to repay that you know six round or pick for him. Facts. So, you know, he is going to regress in the targets negatively, but he should regress positively for touchdowns, which will even things out. You heard first here on Fantasy In Session. (laughs) Coming in at number four, the Philadelphia Eagles, Zach Ertz, who's being pretty disrespected, I believe, in in a lot of drafts that I'm seeing. Um, Five four. Not too bad. But in drafts, I'm saying just saying in drafts that I've seen, though, people doing. But you've been in a lot of dynasty drafts, though. This is also very true. You know what I mean? That kind of makes a little more sense. I still think he's being disrespected in startup dynasty drafts too, though. Yeah, I think so too. But, hey, that leaves more room for us to, you know, scoop up that value. That's what you want, man. That's what you want. Exactly. Don't complain about it, bro. Be grateful. I'm trying to to help the listeners. I'm trying to tell the listeners, don't be like the follow. Don't be a follow. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. You want to talk about that? I thought you were talking about that. I know y'all know, you know. Um, but Zach Ertz is who we're talking about. We all have them. Oh, dang, we pretty much solid on all of these. So all of these next to consensus four, we all have the same ranks. So at number four, we have Zach Ertz with 128 targets, 88 receptions, mm-hmm. 916 yards. He caught six touchdowns. He caught 80% of his catches. I mean, 68% of his catches with an 8.9-yard A dot, uh, 31 red zone targets, 17 uh receptions in the red zone six touchdowns four of those touchdowns coming in the end zone he led the tight ends in red zone targets last year uh pff has him graded as a 14th uh receiving tight end with 78 point or 76.1 bro i suck at reading numbers apparently um he caught 37.5 percent of the catches 20 yards or more compiling uh 75 yards he ran 1.69 yards per route run. That was 11th for tight ends. Um, I don't know why people think that Dallas Goddard is going to, like, over, overstep him. I don't know why people no, – I mean, it's, it's not overstepping. It's just a lot of opportunity in that offense for, you know, both of them to eat. Yeah, I mean, both of them did do good last year. But I think, you know what I'm saying, what we're saying, the emergence of a hopefully a better wide receiver group with Deshaun Jackson coming back and Jalen Regard and – um. Of course, Zach Ertz being there. I just don't – and Miles Sanders and Boston Scott. And you know, Artega Whiteside, who's – they said yeah, we pretty good too. Three touchdowns one day, you know, so. Sorry, that was, you saw the swag on that interview? I mean, like, can, but, you about that, can you tell about that touchdown catch that you caught today? He was like, which one? I caught like three of them. <laughs> Yo, okay. I mean, that's cool and all, but when everybody catching touchdowns on Eagles secondary last about, year. I was just about to say that. They probably – so, yeah, they did, and they say Rager out there, you know, they say it's a competition, but they still say Rager cooking his ass. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, Boy, Rager going to be a beast. Hey. <laughs> but how y'all feel about him now? Uh, yeah, I, he's kind of hard. Yeah, like you hit the nail on the head, bro. Like he's still mm. like – I think it's because go there. Like people are just – they're wanting, you know, the new shiny new toy to, you know, emerge and take his spot. But as long as he's healthy and he's there, bro, that shit is not happening, man. Like he was second in targets. Um, second in receptions, like he he was still high, like top five, pretty much in every stat you could think of, bro. Like top three in end zone targets, mm-hmm. third highest percentage of top, um, top six weeks. So, I mean, this guy's still elite. Um, and we're talking redraft here, so you don't have to worry about the years down the road. Facts. This year, he's still gonna be a great tight end. So, and and very comfortable taking him in that fourth round right there or fifth round. He's only 504 right now. I'm more worried about, uh, Go dirt then Ertz because with Rager coming out and Sean Jackson coming back, I'm more worried about his t- targets. You know, Ertz yeah. is going to be sitting right there with his same targets. But uh, Godard had like 87 targets last year, and that was with the depleted wide receiver court. Now that they have this young stud and Rager and DJ's coming back, we don't know how many targets he's going to get. He's more kind of falling down, but yeah. Buy Ertz, man, if you if you can, especially if you go past the what the fourth fifth round. Yeah, any, if, he, if he falls fifth past round. the fifth round, I'm snatching that pause. Uh, hey, coming yo. in at number three is Mark Andrews. Uh, he burst onto the scene last year. Pause again. Uh, he had 97 targets with 64 receptions, 852 yards, 10 touchdowns, uh, 11.1. A dot. He caught sixty six percent of those passes. Um, Twenty eight targets, eighteen receptions, ten touchdowns in the red zone. Eleven targets and six of those touchdowns were in the end zone. Most of, most end zone targets for tight end last year. Um, but like I said before, they had a three tight end rotation type type thing going on, and um, Mark Andrews only played forty six snaps per game in two thousand nineteen, and that's. Um, the top average for tight ends was 60. So he, he wasn't even averaging um, the, as many snaps as the top type tight end. So either that could be looked at as a good thing or a bad thing. A look, it could be looked at as now that Hayden Hurst is not there, he could be getting more of those snaps or that he just, his body can't last all those snaps because I do remember him having a couple nagging injuries last year. So how do y'all feel about that? Man, uh-huh. I just want to say that I really wish we had that Stephen A. Smith drop where he was like – we don't care sure. because I'm just going to read out this stat courtesy of a, a good friend of the pod, Mike Taglier. Um, Mark Andrews ranked 25th in routes run among tight ends behind Jacob Hollister, Jeremy Sprinkle, Dawson Knox, and still finished as a tight end five. He also, like you said, you brought up the snap rate. Like he does, he didn't play a lot of snaps, but when he was in the, on the field, he was target. running route. He was, he was getting targets. So that's really all that matters. I don't care about Titans out there blocking. I want him to catch passes. And he was first in points per snap. So that just proves that when he's out there, he's getting the rock, bro. So don't worry about the snap rate, man. Baltimore targets their tight ends 42%. That is a league high. So as long as they don't bring Antonio Brown in there or some shit, um, Marquise Brown's going to get his. But Mark Andrews is like that George Kittle. Like he's a tight end, but he's going to be their leading Receiver. And Mark Andrews is basically their only red zone, end zone target that they have on a team. And he's on a high-flying offense that's going to be in the red zone a lot. 
that's really the only reason I put him ahead of Ertz was because of that offense he is in. Yep. And then here's a little kicker, too. They have the third easiest early season schedule among tight, for tight ends. So mm-hmm. you're getting a stud tight end that's going to most likely start the year on fire, bro. What more do you want? He's on fire. Oh, we got to get that drop. I'm gonna figure it out, bro. One yeah, like when people start like like when we start spinning out stats and shit. Mm-hmm. And you know, oh, I like that. Do like three or four in a row. You just give me that he's on fire. Like, let, let me get that he's on fire drop. Let's right. go. Drop bombs on us, or like Kevin Hart. <laughs> yeah, to drop drop bombs on him. <laughs> Hell yeah, bro! Come on, bro. You get this. <laughs> I'm like, right, bro. I got these nice pieces, bro. <laughs> Gabe looks so sad before we started right. recording, bro. Oh, like, I don't know what else to do, guys. It, it, <laughs> it, look, that's the that's the. The whole that's Gabe every episode. And he's like, Yeah, I got the drop, I got the drops. And he's like, It's not working, man. I just, just bro, they literally are when I saw that text message earlier, I was like, Okay. Like, <laughs> here like, we go they, again. I heard this before. In my house, like they like scare the dog. That's how loud they are. And it's, it's crazy to me that y'all can't hear it. So, <laughs> that's weird. That is you just, weird. I just imagine um the little kid from uh, uh what was that? The little kid from Home Alone in the Michael Jackson video when it's like Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, when he was like, turn down the music, it's like no, Dad. <laughs> so I just imagine when you was like, my dogs are scared, shaking and stuff. So yeah, my bad. Continue. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he, he realized halfway through that joke that it wasn't gonna hit, bro. <laughs> All right, moving on. Too far. I gotta finish. Right. Who's next? All right, coming in at number two was George Kittle. The uh, the I think he got more money than Travis Kelsey. I think right, he might. He's younger. Think for more years, more money. I don't really know. That should be your boy. He like wrestling. He imitated a lot of wrestling on the field. That should be your boy. What is that? He is. I'm pretty sure that's his boy. Like he's boy. Here, that's cool. I do like yeah. him. I don't have him. On, I don't have any George Kittle. Any shares? No, at all. You don't. Bro, I pick, This is why I love Dynasty, bro. I picked up George Kittle off the waiver wire in the Dynasty League in our OG Dynasty League, bro. That's like the first player that I've. Like seen like picked up and he just turned into a superstar, bro. It, and it, so it's, awesome. it's it's crazy how these tight end work. And and uh, Kittle first season there was a lot of hype around Trey Burton and Kittle, and then some of and the dynasty league I picked up Kittle like fifteenth round or something like that, and it was between Trey Burton and George Kittle, bro. Ooh, boy. I would have been like, yes, he went Kittle instead of Burton. I remember he was hype on Burton that year. Everybody like seven leagues, bro. (laughs) Fuck that guy. He sounds bad. (laughs) But anyway, George Kittle had 106 targets, 85 receptions, uh, 1,053 yards, five touchdowns, a six point, a six yard, eight out. He caught 80% of his catches, uh, 22 red zone targets, three touchdowns. One of those touchdowns coming in the end zone, he would have finished as the wide receiver 23 last year. Um, like we mentioned before, he's now had back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons. Uh, first in NFL, tight ends with yards uh, run per route with 3.1. And uh, second in the NFL. But it was behind some guy that doesn't play a lot. I forgot his name now. I can't think of it. Uh, and drop rate. So he was, <clears throat> he's was he got the surest hands of tight end. Um yeah, what y'all can think about him? Man, we know from firsthand Mike Shanahan is a guru oh. at drop. Um, Shanahan's the guru at drawing up plays for his playmakers. So this is the reason that I buy people on his team 
because he's going to get them in space and allow them to work out their best attributes on the field. And Kittle, he's the only person on the team right now, especially with Debo out. Are you? They sense doing good, but Kittle's in the same position, same team, same offense. It's just worried that they run a lot a little bit. But he's the most target on the team, so he's safe at number two. Yeah. And the only reason he's not number one is because he's don't play with the best quarterback in the league. I mean, I don't know. I think he, I think you can say they're one A, one B, man. I wouldn't be mad at anybody saying that because they literally average the guy we're gonna talk about next. They average the same amount of points last year, like literally to the T. So one A, one B. I'm cool with that, man. Like they're both super duper studs. Um. Kittle had the highest percentage of top six weeks. Um, he had the second highest percentage of the top 12 weeks. Uh, he was, had a 28% target share. And, and he gets to start the year off against Arizona, I might add. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> he might just put up 60, bro. Because they have nobody out there going to, you know, Debo's hurt, like y'all mentioned already. Ayuk, he's also dealing with injuries. So, this is going to be Kittle and nobody else out there. Kittle on the running backs. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think we hit it all. We might as well just get on to uh, number number one. Um, uh, Travis Kelsey, tight end, coming from Kansas City. He had 130 targets, 97. Whose dog is that? 97 receptions. That's my daughter. She's a little wild. <laughs> Yo, that was disrespectful. <laughs> no, 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 no. I thought it was Carlos because Carlos has a puppy dog. And so I was being funny. She <laughs> made the noise. I didn't think it was your dog. My bad, bro. Nah, that's all good. <laughs> anyway. A one-year-old being a one-year-old. 97 targets, um, 1,229 yards, five touchdowns, a 9.4 yard ADOT, 74% catch rate. 31 targets, eight receptions. I mean, 18 receptions in the red zone, five touchdowns. He had eight, eight red zone targets, but none of those were touchdowns. Um, Carlos, he would have finished wide receiver nine last year yep. if he had been a wide receiver. What did you say? You said they they finished the same points? Yeah, I got 12.9 points per game. Oh, points per game. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I eight points per game. Because, you know, uh, Kid only played 14 games yeah, last yeah. year, so. I didn't hear that part. I was waiting because I didn't want to just jump out there and you try to cut my neck off when you was trying to make your point. I was waiting until we got to Travis Kelsey to say where he finished as wide receiver nine. But anyway, uh, wide receiver nine last year, 2019. And in 2018, he would have finished as wide receiver eight. And in 2017, he would have finished as wide receiver 11. So that just shows you the consistency. He has four straight thousand-yard season. He also got the bag. And apparently he has broke up with his girlfriend. So, you know, he he out. That sucks, bro. Sure I don't know. Man. He just got the. Do you see that bag? Oh yeah, yeah, the bag. Yeah, great. Oh, I was talking about. Bro. You mentioned. You said somebody. He's talking about. He's talking about his girlfriend. No, I know that, but like you said, it sucks for him. It doesn't suck for him, bro. The, the bag. The bag. Oh is, yeah, I, well, I was very, very. From bad. my perspective, it sucks. I'd be heartbroken. I'd be heartbroken. From where I'm sitting. <laughs> I won't be doing this high right now. <laughs> I'll be over here with my little cover over me. Like, what y'all doing? Uh, you're funny. But I, I just, to think about it, he finished up here so high and only had five touchdowns. Kittle, too, only had five touchdowns this year. And both of those guys should get some more touchdowns with the same amount of targets. So it's a safe one-two punch up there. 
I, I yeah, think man, it's nothing nothing bad you can say about him, man. Like, you know, when you, yes, it is. The argue, the argument, well, yeah, that, but that goes without saying. <laughs> but you know, the argument for drafting early tight ends is that they have to. It's going to hamper you at receiver. But when you bring up the numbers and see that he literally would have been a top a wide receiver one if you played receiver last year, like, I you see why his ADP is so high, bro. Like he's literally like Ingram. He's a wide receiver and a tight end body, bro. I think I think the one is not even a negative because I think that offense is just so explosive, and I think he's just such a, a potent part of that offense that he don't really factor him into like somebody taking away his targets. Like he is the the target. Like if anybody gonna get the target, it's gonna be me. You know what I mean? Back though. But but we but we do we have talked a lot about Clyde Edwards hilarious this offseason, and he's coming in as one of the better pass catching running backs. Um, that we're supposed to be, quote-unquote, seeing in the um, league. And we all know how that the tight end and running back targets usually go hand-in-hand. Like, you know what I'm saying? If one has – Not for this one. You know, I'm just saying – I'm just saying – I'm just making – just being a devil's advocate. I don't believe it. I'm just making a point that, you know, most people say – well, not most people, but stats say that, you know, if one running back has more targets – then the tight end probably is not going to be one of the most pre- premier tight ends nine times out of ten, you know what I'm saying? Except in some irregular cases. He gets targeted a lot downfield, so I'm not really – it'd be – I'd be worried if he was getting targeted five yards yeah. or eight yards from, you yeah, know. I'm so explosive. I don't care. Patrick <laughs> right. I'm buying all of them. <laughs> Any chief, I'm buying. Except Sammy Watkins, the lizard. Lizard King. You got anything? I think that's it, man. So let's get into some of these leapers, bro. Let's get into some. Is that, yeah, sleepers are we breakouts. What, what do we call them? Sleepers. Sleepers. Yeah, let's get into some of the tight end sleepers. Some of the people that didn't make the list, we all going to give y'all one each. Uh, we're going to start with Javar. Go ahead, Javar. Well, it's, it's pretty hard right now. But my tight end sleeper, I've been always buying in on this guy, is Will Disley, man. You can get them very cheap. Even with uh, the acquisition of Greg Olsen, he hasn't really been the most healthy guy when he's been playing. So uh, Will Disley is, is my guy here, man. As long as he bounced back and he's healthy, he should reclaim his spot on the team and, and get his targets, especially in the red zone. When playing, he was one of, one of uh, Russell Wilson's favorite targets, really. Oh, whoa. Cut off a little bit there. Probably because he was spewing that bullshit. Are <laughs> 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 you still talking? All right, man. But when yeah, Javar, like, literally like two sentences was cut off, bro. Yeah, bro. He's in Alabama. He got Alabama. Oh, I'm back now. Yeah, yeah. That internet Alabama messed up. On, uh, internet, but mostly what he was saying, he liked Will Disney because Will Disney plays for Russell Wilson and they like each other. Who Did, did they get Greg Olson? Yeah, they, yeah they got Greg Olsen, but I can't remember the last time Greg Olsen kind of finished the season. Will Dizzy, like, just – I mean, you mentioned injuries of Greg Olsen, but that's really the biggest concern for Dizzy, too. Like, he's had, like, two, like – to some people would be career-ending injuries. But, you know, if he could come back and regain that form from last year, like, he was beasting last year. Um, before he went hurt uh, – before he went down with the season and injury, he – the first six weeks – he was uh, the number five tight end, and he averaged ten point four points per game. So he has he has that ceiling. How y'all feel about um or not? How y'all feel about it? Los, go ahead. Well, that I mean, we did say sleeper. That was a sleeper. 
Go ahead, Los. Yeah. All right, so the guy I'm going to go with is Chris Herndon from the New York Jets. Currently has a ADP of 1401, 20th tight end off the board, so basically free. Um, last year, he only played one game, so can't really go off last year. He, you know, he had that four-game suspension. Then when he did come back, he got hurt in the first game. So I went back and looked at the 2018 stats. Um, week six through 17, week six is when he, like, you know, started being more involved in the offense. Um, he had 47 targets, 34 receptions, uh, 455 yards, eighth in that span, four touchdowns, and 86 and a half points. So I wanted to take that 16-game uh, pace. Um, he would have been 11th in targets, tied for 10th in receptions, 5th in yards, and it would have made him the 6th ranked tight end in points per game. Now, you got remember, he was a rookie that year, and we all know how rare it is for tight ends to break out in their rookie year. Um, he was also 3rd in ADOT, 5th uh, in yards per target, 4th in yards per reception, 5th in points per snap, 5th in yards per route run, and this guy had uh, – this quarterback had a 110 passer rating when targeted. So all that to say, like, in his first year, man, that's great. Um, you know, people are sleeping on him because he didn't play at all last year. So, you know, that price is going to fall down, man. But they have limited options at receiver with, uh, you know, Pyramid had a great, you know, stretch down, the, you know, the, towards the end of the year last year. But he's still a journeyman. This is like his fourth team, I want to say. Since joining the league, um, they have a rookie in Denzel Mim, who I like, but he is a rookie. And they have Crowder. So that leaves probably Crowder and Chris Herndon, if he's healthy, to lead the team in targets. Um, and this is a quote from uh, from training camp. With the issues at wideout, Darnold seems to throw to his tight end over and over again. Chris Herndon is the complete package at the position, capable of stretching the field, making contestant catches, moving the chains, and blocking. He does everything you need him to do as a tight end. To me, this guy has 2019 Darren Waller written all over him. Darren Waller's going around the same the wall range as him. So, you know, take this flyer on Chris Herndon, and, and just reap all the rewards. I like it. Um, everybody was waiting for him to come back last year. Boy, what? <laughs> everybody, bro. People were like... Holding them, stashing them and shit. Like, yeah, it was crazy. I like it. It's gonna be a lot of vacant targets up there. You gotta, you gotta have amnesia though, man. In, in, yeah. in fantasy, bro. Like, you gotta, you know, throw out last. Well, you can look at last year, but don't let it affect your decision this year. You gotta it's, be objective it's, in your research. And go with the best players, man. When Adam Gates leave, we're gonna have a whole different conversation about uh, Sam Darnold. I feel too. Yeah, and Sam. And, and Mr. Beho actually said good things about Chris Herndon this offseason. So, you know, he really doesn't talk great about players unless they're over 50. So, mm-hmm. uh, my t- uh, sleeper to end it is probably one of the, the most, one of the talked about sleepers at, at tight end. Uh, Jonu Smith coming in with 44 targets last year, 35 receptions, 433, 439 yards, three touchdowns. He had a 79% catch rate. Um, he had eight red zone targets. <laughs> He had eight red zone targets. Oh, man. <laughs> How many red zone touchdowns? But I know he had one of them in the end zone. My bad, bro. I've messed that one up. But it's all good. But he had one of those coming in the end zone, so I would assume the uh, other, what, one was in the red zone? Or was that right? I know um, don't, one, right? don't have the stats in front of me. All right, but I know he had a long Since one. Somebody wanted to steal him from me. So I know he had a long one pause, and I know that 
I mean, that's doing math. That was one in the red zone. So one in the red zone, one in the end zone. Um, eight in yards ran, ran per route run um, and ranked and ranked first among tight ends with 2.8 um, percent drop rate amongst tight ends. Uh, PFF graded them at a 78.6 receiving grade. Um, week seven through seventeen, that's when Tannehill took Tannehill took over. He was around the tight end thirteen. Um, I think that's a good floor for him. I definitely think um, it's going to be a struggle in that offense because they only throw the ball maybe max twenty times a game. But I think huh? the potential is going to be there for him. I think with a um, a second year, with a full year with Ryan Tannehill under the center, I definitely think that Corey Davis is afterthought at this point. And we all know that um, he'd been playing behind uh, – what's his name? A.J. Brown? No, 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 no. Delaney Walker. Delaney Walker. Delaney Walker. He came back from injury uh, a couple of years ago. And Delaney Walker is officially not on the team anymore. So the, all, all the targets are coming to Jonu. And um, I think the explosive we, – we've seen the explosive – we've seen – him be explosive, and I think that explosion is there. I just think he just needs to be on the field, and I think – well, I know he's going to be on the field this year, and everybody else in the Twitter world seems to think it too. Uh, and you can still get him for pretty much nothing. You know what I mean? Uh, One in the 13th round currently in drafts, so yeah. let's not speak too much about him because we still want to get him that late. But, yeah, man, he's – he's that's another candidate for that Darren Waller breakout type year, bro. Like, Facts. You know, yeah, the, the Bill Belichick praise – you know, Bill Belichick called him the best in the league at his position after the catch. And then, uh, you know, you had Mike Tag with a stat that said, uh, you know, the I forgot how long he went back, how far he went back, but the Titans tight end finishes top 12 pretty much every single year. And one more stat I'll add is Scott Barrett from Fantasy Points uh, provided this stat. Jonu Smith ranks second best of the PFF college era in careers. Career missed tackles forced per reception. And since entering the league, he ranks first ahead of George Kittle. Wow. So uh, he gets the ball in his hands. He, <coughs> he has the ability to take it to the house. Take it to the house. Right. 13th round, bro. Like I've been I've been I've been scooping up. I've been scooping up uh him everywhere I can, bro. I remember I sni- I sniped you in one one of our leagues, bro, because I knew I knew your ass was gonna take him if I didn't. So I had to do it, man. Uh, I like it. You're doing great things over here because you want to be like me. Yeah, I think he's going to be the second guy on the team in targets. You know, I'm still seeing film of Corey Davis, like, dropping passes on slants, and the coach is just shaking his head at him. So he's pretty much lost in the sauce right now. So And they don't really have a pass catching running back like that. So I believe he's locked in. And a uh, good sleeper. He 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 may damn well be Darren Waller. This I think year. he's on the good side of that. How how we just talked about that uh, running back tight end equation. How one gets the more targets, the other one don't. Literally, Derrick Henry. Even though they came out reports, they come out reports every year saying Derrick Henry looks like he look good catching the ball. We know he's. But not he actually does though, bro. They're just not yeah. going to target not him. Like the ball, I mean, but in the game, it's just like a pass in the and I mean a pass to like the flats or something. He catching it. It ain't like That's he's. I need, bro. That's yeah, I'm, I'm, just, I'm saying this more like as in the volume. We just know that where the volume of the target. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. I like it though, Gabe. Uh, that's all I got, man. Anybody else got anything about tight ends? 
check out our rankings, man. FFNSession.com, man. And, uh, you know, because you got the draft coming up. Drafts is coming up, baby. Let's get it. And we've won rankings are on the way. You know, week one is here. You did. It is. Are you ready for some football? We got one. What we got? Probably like one, two more episodes before the season come out. An update. The first game of the season is Kansas City Chiefs against Houston Texans. I will be in front of the team for that. Two young stud quarterbacks going at it. I like it. I want to see what DeAndre Hopkins looked like without. Um, what? You want it? What? in the episode right now. right you need yeah. some sleep of course not anyway <laughs> man that's it man drop the outro peace peace out.